Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Finally have a little bit of a winning streak here, right? Four or five. We've been desperate for this. At least when we talked to you, it's, it's nice to come on and, and, and you know be on a little bit of a heater. Yeah, it's nice to come on after a win once in a while. Yeah, there's no question about it. It uh, makes life a little easier for both of us, doesn't it? Well, it's just more fun. And, you know, yesterday, another outstanding performance from Strauss. Talk about him this year. Uh, he seems to just be really pitching at, pitching at peak form, and he's mixing it up more than ever, right? Yeah, I think you you're, you know you saw the transition uh, probably a couple years ago of, uh, of Strauss becoming that you know that big time power pitcher, strikeout artist to a guy that can pitch with really good stuff. Uh, he's a four five pitch mix guy. We get, he's got great command, and the thing he does best, I think, is uh, he commands his fastball probably as good or better than anybody uh, in baseball. So I think that sets up all his, his other arsenal and. Uh, He's really got the art of pitching. Uh, uh, he's really at a, at, a, at a high right now of that. Yeah, I, he was good last night, man. He was just, he's just mixing it up he more was than lo- ever. He was just locked in last night. And I know that I, when I initially sometimes I look at it and go, well, he's not pumping at 97 like he used to, but he's just changing speeds and just, you know, just doing it in a, just a more artful way now. He pitches about 93, 94, but he's got 96, 97 in his pocket when he needs it just several times a game. But he just doesn't sit there like he used to in the in the old days where he'd rear back and fire and then throw that changeup and curve. Uh, right. He kind of mixes and matches and uh, really hits his spots. And uh, I think the uh, you know there was there was a time where he he really turned into that type of pitcher. If you recall, he he. Uh, he kind of abandoned going from the windup and went right. strictly from the stretch to have his mechanics a little bit more sound and, and consistent. So I think all of that has helped. Uh, I think our staff, our coaching staff has helped him. Uh, and uh, you know, he's just a dogged worker and uh, it, it really wants to be as good as he can be. And, uh, you know, he's turned into, you know, he's turned into a, a real, uh, a real force for us. And, uh, you know, since we've drafted the guy, he's been as good as anybody when he's healthy. He's, he's one of the top five pitchers in all of baseball when healthy. And uh, we're trying to figure out ways to get him on the mound uh, 200 innings per season. Mm-hmm. So I, I tune in late, I, I think either on the seventh inning or so, and then uh, he's pitching a gem, and then Bear Claw comes in. I got to tell you, for some reason, I like him. I like this Bear Claw guy. It, but, you know, he's had his moments um, where he struggled. And last night, I thought he pitched pretty well, but one mistake to this kid. I've never even heard of this Austin Riley. He looks like Dale Murphy. Um, and now, all of a sudden, we're back in the same situation, and we're clenching here for the last – you know, inning and a half or so, but he gets out of it, and then Doolittle comes in, and uh, Doolittle does his thing. I didn't realize Doolittle had done some tweaking, uh, I guess, over the weekend of his mechanics. And what exactly did he do? Well, I think he smoothed himself out a little bit. Uh, I think he took out that little toe tap uh, uh, that he was he was employing uh, there for for a while, and kind of went back to what made him great last season and and early this year. You know, he's uh, he logged a lot of innings for us early in the season. He's a, he's a guy that uh, you know we try and be very very careful with uh, since we've acquired him from uh, from Oakland uh, because of you know his uh, his shoulder history. But uh, he's a guy that uh, you know we have to uh, count on a lot and. Uh, 
you know, since we've acquired him, he's been one of the best uh, relief pitchers in all of baseball and one of the top closers in the game. And, uh, and he's, you know, he's a very smart, educated guy. And, uh, you know, he uh, he felt that his mechanics were out of whack a little bit, went into the into the video room with our coaching staff and kind of mapped out a, a way to uh, to help it work better and for him to be more fluid and more consistent and to, you know, and to get more extension. And, you know, he lives and dies with that four-seam fastball, uh, which has – you know, outstanding rotation and and carry through the zone. And uh, when he cuts that off and doesn't finish it, it's uh, it, it, it turned into a problem for him. And uh, for a couple of games there, he uh, he struggled a little bit. Is it fair to say, like what I was telling JP, because JP was kind of mocking me, I was like, Bearclaw came in there. He really wasn't bad. He got the first two outs. It was a great play by Trey, right, uh, on mm-hmm. Freeman's ball. And then he was just like one mistake. And I, I know that's sort of the nature of the beast, but I didn't think he was that bad. You just can't make that one mistake. Yeah, I know. Well, the problem the problem is that too, you know, you know, you can't make the mistake. You got to be consistent. You got to pound the strike zone. You can't give free free bases, uh, especially late in the games. And uh, you know, as we as we saw uh, in uh, in Max's start uh, on Monday, you know, uh, the margin for error in these games and all of the, in the big leagues in the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning is is so so razor thin. You can't make two errors uh, in the, in the back ends of these games and mm-hmm. expect to uh, shut these teams out. Uh, you know, Max was, uh, you know, he was uh, hurt big time uh, by uh, by not feeling a, a, a fundamental sacrifice bunt and a, a fundamental ground ball, which would have been out of the inning. And Max gets that win two to one. And it's uh, it's frustrating to me that uh, that we're still making these uh, these fundamental mistakes uh, day in and day out, costing ourselves uh, uh, games, costing relievers, uh, uh, you know, earned runs and unearned runs and uh and, uh, you know, costing the team victories, and it's uh, it's something that has to stop. Mm-hmm. Joined by Mike Rizzo, president of baseball operations, general manager of the Washington Nationals. We had David Cohn on the show an hour ago, and I kind of asked him this to get his take on it. But with the eighth inning being such a problem, and you know the numbers, I believe the current eighth inning ERA for the Nationals is 8.84. So you're tickling a 9.0 ERA in the eighth inning. Have you guys discussed, looked at the analytics about possibly using openers at times and bringing in the starters later? We've discussed it with our back end of the rotation guys. I'm certainly not going. To, uh, I'm certainly not as open minded with uh, with our big three, uh, but uh, we have we have looked at it and, and discussed it with our back uh, back of the rotation type of guys. Uh, I really like where Fetty's at right now in that, in that uh, five hole, and uh, and hopefully Annabelle gets back on track at a place that he's familiar to pitch in, in Atlanta. But uh, to answer your question, yes, we've discussed it. Uh, we've discussed it more so with the back end of our uh, of our rotation guys, uh, and not with our front three. Who would make the ultimate call then? Would it be a Davy decision, or would you say, hey, why don't we try this? Well, it would be it would be a a group decision, but Davey's ultimate, you know, he has the ultimate uh, call on on uh, you know lineups and rotations and and how to uh, how to utilize uh, uh, you know the personnel and that type of thing. So it would be it would be a Davey call uh, in conjunction with all the information that we have and uh, and in you know a, a group setting that uh, all the coaching staff, uh, GM, ownership would uh, would probably have some. Con- uh, contributions uh, in in the conversation, but ultimately, Davey makes what, the call. What's the downside to that type of approach, Mike? Well, the downside is that uh, you know uh, you're you're really counting on the rest of your rest of your rotation to to go deep into games, and uh, because you know the the opener oftentimes uh, you know utilizes your bullpen, you, you're going usually two or three or four relievers deep, depending on what uh, what that's what that uh, starting pitcher. Uh, that comes in after the opener gives you. 
Right. So if the starting pitcher only gives you three innings, now you're screwed because you already used up a couple innings earlier. Right. That's the idea. Correct. That, that's that's the uh, that's the downside to it. Uh, but right. like I said, it's something that we've discussed, and uh, uh, with in, in certain situations, it would be something we'd be open minded to. Mike, um, how close is Zim? And the reason I ask is he's your best defensive first baseman, and um, you know Adams didn't play last night because Freed's a lefty. But you know Adams struggled defensively in that last game of the Marlins series, and just wondering when Zim's going to get back in the lineup. Well, Zim's got that plantar fasciitis. Uh, you know, th- those things are tricky, uh, tricky injuries, and uh, you know he uh, he's has begun some baseball activities he can do just about everything but but run full go and obviously mm-hmm. until he can do that he's he's certainly not uh, not available to us and uh, uh he's he's not on the road trip with us uh, he's he's back at home uh, um you know getting treatment and, and rehabbing it and until he can go full go uh running wise and then we we just have to wait and see uh, it's uh, you know it's not about one it's not about one guy we we need we need us in in concert and as a group to play better fundamentally to make less mistakes can't get picked off in these close games you can't make errors late in games you've got to play better defense you got to hit cutoff men you can't you got to run the bases better uh, and that's something fundamentally we've been lacking uh, and it's very very frustrating to the team and, and to the coaching staff and to uh, ownership and to me so mm-hmm. th- those are things that have to get better. Uh, Howie Kendrick's been on fire. It's just been so great to have him this year. And look, it's not like he's not playing a lot. I think he's played the fifth or sixth most games on your on your roster. But some people think mm-hmm. he should be playing every damn day. Uh, is there some thought to that, or is there sort of some? Uh, are you just trying to keep him fresh? You got to keep him fresh. He's thirty five years old. He's coming off a, a severed Achilles tendon. Uh, and uh, if you if you push him too hard, he will he, you know he will tell you he needs days off by going on the disabled list. So we're I thought I th- I think Davey has managed that situation very very well. Right. Uh, you know he's uh, he, you know he's one of our you know one of our most uh, uh, effective hitters offensive uh, off- offensive efficiency. He's uh, he's terrific. Uh, he hits tough pitching and uh, and a guy that uh, that you could rely on to to move the ball around and drive in a run uh, at, at the most important situations. So, uh, uh, but you know once once you get greedy with a player, uh, you know in his situation, I, I think that you get burnt by it. And I, I think Davey's done a good job of of kind of uh, caretaking him into giving him as many as at bats as you can, but also protecting him. Patrick Corbin is on fire. Four wins this month. 2.06 ERA in May. Had a masterful outing against the Marlins in that complete game four hitter during the Memorial Day weekend. That was that was pretty awesome to watch. Yeah, he's uh, you know he's got it working pretty good uh, right now. He's got great command of his two seam fastball, and uh, you know he's got three or four breaking pitches that he employs out during the game. He throws it anywhere sixty six to eighty four. Uh, he can expand the break. He can he can uh, he can tighten up the break. He can throw you a get me over uh, breaking ball, and he can throw you a wipeout breaking ball. So he's uh, you know he's got he, he's really good at his craft. He's a, he's the ultimate pitcher, and uh, he's a pitcher that has great command and good stuff, and uh, and uh, you know one of the most fierce competitors that we have on this team, and uh, and you know we. Uh, we, you know, who knows where we'd be without our, our big three starters? They've uh, they've carried us uh, throughout uh, throughout the early part of this season, and uh, you know we're going to continue to lean on them uh, for uh, for leadership and uh, and and you know pitching you know quality starts for us each, each and every time out. What do you expect from Annabelle tonight? 
Well, like uh, Annabelle, you know, he's uh, he's good for 75 to 80 pitches or so. So hopefully he gives us five, six good innings and uh, and we can turn it over to the, to a uh, hopefully rested bullpen and uh, and, you know, get us another W there in Atlanta and get out of town and have a day off. Hey, I was just looking up Cody Bellinger's stats, which are incredible. And I'm just wondering, he was the guy who was drafted in the fourth round. So he's got 20 home runs or maybe it's 21 right now. 20, yep. Hitting almost 400. What did you see from him coming out of the draft? Well, I think we uh, – I'm not, I'm not really familiar with uh, where we had him on the draft board. Like, like I said, we're, we're, just, we're just locking in right now thinking about the, the 2019 draft. We're, today's our first day of our draft preparation. Uh, so uh, you know, we've kind of got our, uh, our minds uh, you know, strictly on uh, the 2019 draft. Uh, you know, he's, uh, you know, he went in the fourth round. What, what we've seen from him this year, though, you know, he's one of the, you know, the, the great elite players in, in all of baseball, probably one of the, you know, five or six best uh, position players in the game right now. Plays both sides of the ball. He runs well, power from the left side. Uh, but we'll uh, we'll give in and and take uh, and take his single with uh, when he's behind in the count. He's got a great two strike approach and a guy that uh, that can uh, play the the entirety of the game. And uh, you know they got a good one over there. Mike, what would make today's game special against the Braves is if somebody hit for the cycle. Brian hmm. W. Senior from Waldorf is banking on the cycle tonight with Burke and Herbert Bank. Brian's already taking home a one hundred dollar gift card. But if any Washington baseball player hits for the cycle during tonight's game. He'll also take home $100,000 courtesy nice. of Burke and Herbert Bank. Enter for your chance to bank on the cycle during next Wednesday's game. Details at thefandc.com slash We haven't contests. had one yet, right? We have not. We've been close. I think there have only been hey, they're two. they're tough, man. They're tough to get. They are. <laughs> I think there's only two in Nats history, if I'm correct. Exactly. Two. Do, do we know who have? Does Trey have one of them? I remember I, remember I, was, at Trey's, I was at Trey's in Colorado. We got five hits and hit for the cycle. I remember one. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Guzman got one uh, as a second baseman, and maybe Wilkerson. So it might be three. Could three. Be three. Did Brad, you ever yeah, hit Brad for the Wilkerson cycle? Definitely did. Mike, did you ever hit for the cycle, whether it was in Hell high no. school or any level? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> That's why you got it in the scouting game. That's why I'm a scout. <laughs> well, he might have done it in high school. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Apparently not. It's hard, dude. It's tough. It's hard. Hey, hey, Mike, real quick. I'm just looking at a mock draft. I'm checking out these mock drafts for for the mm-hmm. draft on June 3rd. Bobby Witt Jr., shortstop from uh, some high school in uh, Colleyville, Texas. I assume yeah. that's Bobby Witt's kid who we mm-hmm. watch pitch. Um, Correct. Correct. Yeah, yeah. What, what type of player is this kid? The shortstop. Oh, he's a hell of a player, man. This guy, uh, you know, son of a big leaguer, which which we love. He's he's talented. He's got the great. He's got the right character and makeup. Uh, and uh, you know, this this guy can. Uh, as they say in the uh, in the draft room, he can roll a pole, man. He can really hit and a uh, really good player. Mm. Do you get excited? Real high in the draft. Do you get excited watching like high school kids? Does it still thrill you to kind of find a star and 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 and, and scout them and watch them develop? I love this week, uh, guys. For me, is uh, you know I, I call it I call the draft next Monday. That's that's my that's our baseball Super Bowl, man. It's the most important day, most important three days of the year. That's how you build your team and. Uh, and uh, these guys have been uh, hit on the road probably for the last six months, uh, uh, you know, going home maybe two, three times a month uh, in the last six months. We lock in the draft room right now, starting today, and uh, we'll be there till next Monday for, uh, you know, 8, 10, 12, 14 hours a day trying to uh, grind it out, put the board together, and uh, 
when it's our turn to uh, make the call at the pick 17 on day one, we'll have the right guy in hand, and uh, hopefully he's an impact big leaguer for us. How many guys, uh, Mike, do you have, like, sort of target where you say, like, maybe, I don't know, 30, 40 guys? Like, if we end up with these 40 guys, we're, we're thrilled. Do you know what I mean? Do you have a list like that? We we have a we have a, a wish list. It, uh, it it's not it's not that uh, large because of the baseball draft. You know you you know we you, we draft forty rounds and uh, and uh, you know we probably sign twenty five of those forty players that we draft. Uh, you know we'll have a wish list uh, uh, each and every round uh, of guys that we'd love to get. Uh, and uh, and you know it's a, it's a it's a great scene in the draft room when when a guy when a guy uh, falls to you. For instance, when Anthony Rendon fell to us at six. Uh, years back, it was uh, it was jubilation in the draft room because we knew we had the guy that we wanted. We had him ranked, uh, you know, number one or two on the draft board, and we got him at six. So that felt that's a good feeling. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 